Welcome to the GeoMob Podcast, where we discuss geo-innovation in any and all forms, whether for fun or profit. Hi, Stephen. How are you? I'm great, Ed. How are you? I am good. I am speaking to you today from Berlin, where we just last night had GeoMob Berlin. It was an excellent event. So wow. I thought, thought today we might summarize all the events that we've had. In the last month, we've had London, we've had a GMO Barcelona, we've had a GMO Berlin, uh, and it was my pleasure to attend all three. So it was Lucky great. man. So I'm guessing you're sitting in weather that's closer to London weather than Barcelona weather. It's a bit cold. It's a bit cold here. Um, yeah, not that bad, though. So you can tell spring is not that far away. So um, Bring it on. Bring it on. But, Stephen, actually, we have some exciting news. Before we get into recapping those events, we Ah. need to uh, announce some very exciting Geomob news. Indeed we do. We are going to have the very first ever Geomob Edinburgh coming up on the 20... Let me make sure I get this right. 26th. 26th of March. 26th of March. Geomob EDI. Geomob EDI. uh, the details are on the on the website, of course. So um, a big thank you to our local organizer. So we were approached by Gala Camacho, um, who you said that really well. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> we've had I know we've had some criticism of our um, of our pronunciations here. Um, anyway, she. Um, she has attended GeoMap London in the past, and I guess now she's moved up to Edinburgh, so um, is taking the lead on helping us there. Um, her big thanks also to our local sponsor, so her her company, Diagonal. Diagonal is uh, sorry, <laughs> I'm pronouncing it more Spanish. Uh, Diagonal. Uh, Diagonal is um, is the local sponsor and it's going to be at a venue called Codebase, which um, I've not been there, but it looks like a very nice kind of co-working space right in the center of town. Uh, so, and I think we might have another sponsor as well coming on board for the Edinburgh. We, event, we so. have, might have another sponsor coming up and, and I have been told that the first two speakers are already confirmed and should be up on the, hopefully on the website by the time this episode goes live. So, um, but that means, of course, we still have one or two more slots. So if anyone out there would like to speak at GeoMob Edinburgh, please please do so. Get in touch. And I have to say, Edinburgh is a fantastic city. It is a fantastic city. And you know what? I'm a bit disappointed that, unfortunately, I don't think I'm going to be able to attend that week because it's um, the start of the Easter holidays and my kids are on break. And so I'm going to be spending the time with my kids. But I'm not sure. I'm not sure whether I can make it. I thought I couldn't make it, but now my travel plans have changed slightly. So um, I'm going to see if I can get up there. Well, if I if I can, I will. And if not, I look forward to the second one. So Great city. A lot of geo people up there. Great university, which has been training sort of geo professionals in the UK for a long time. Um, I can list a whole load of people who are Alumni, is that the phrase you use um, from that university? Yeah, it's going to be great. Looking forward to it. I, well, I, I see no reason it shouldn't quickly become a thriving GeoMob location. So, Absolutely. Uh, best of well, luck to all involved. Particularly, hands out to Gala. You're doing a great job getting this started. We're looking forward to it. Exactly. So, 
that's not the only thing because we've got a new sponsor on board, haven't we? We have a new sponsor, and actually this is quite relevant because uh, to, to Geoma Edinburgh, I, I don't think he's from Edinburgh, but he's certainly Scottish. Uh, we <laughs> need to thank our sponsor, Andy Allen, who, um, who as, you, as listeners may recall, we recent, our, our last episode, we said, you know, funds are running low and beer is getting expensive, and Andy is, is not one to sit idly by. He, he took that as a call to action. And his company, Thunder Forest, which, um, of course, produces very cool maps and all kinds of different styles uh, that you can use in your applications, um, is now a new sponsor. So thank you very much, Andy. Thank you, Andy. Um, we appreciate it. Um, but, Stephen, we should not uh, – we welcome new sponsors, but, of course, we also value the existing sponsors. So big thank you to the sponsors that renewed for another year, specifically Geolytics, um, so they're, they are regulars at the London events. Ed Parsons, who um, is our is one of our few personal sponsors, not mm-hmm. he sponsors in, as a, in a personal capacity. Uh, and, of course, Esri, who has yeah. been a longtime sponsor. So um, big thank you to all of them. For Thanks a lot, guys. We appreciate it. We need it. And anyone listening who wants to find out about the benefits of sponsoring Geomob and the podcast or adverts on the podcast or anything else, just send us a message. You know how to find us. That's right. Um, so let's get into recapping some of the events for those who couldn't attend. So um, you, you and I were both at Geomob London. It was about a month ago now. So what was your impressions, Stephen? Well, it was massive. I mean, it the was crowd massive. was enormous. You know, it was, I think, the biggest that we've ever had. Um, the room at, where, we were at Geovation, weren't we? Yeah. We were at Geovation, yeah. It was, you know, this is like the third or fourth in a, in a row where we've said it's the biggest crowd ever, but every time it seems to be growing. Yeah. I mean, the room was really full. There were people standing at the back. Um, it was a great crowd. Must have been a few, quite a few new people. Um, great speakers. Um, we had um, we had several. I thought all the talks were good. Um, one of the talks, uh, so we had James Milner presenting TerraDraw, which is his new um, his new mapping library. Uh, I he is actually I'm speaking with him next week. He's going to be a guest here on the podcast, so um, we'll have some more about that in another episode. The talk, all the talks were good, Stephen. Uh, the talk that stood out for me though was the guy who mapped the buses in in india in um in you know where he he described he kind of he's a transportation planner and he kind of described he's like look here in in the uk people complain about some aspects of the public transport system or the data around public transport (laughs) and then he did the kind of the side side comparison with um his hometown in India, and it, I mean, it was just hilarious, the difficulties and the challenges and the, you know, there being no stop, no, no, like, formal stops, he just kind of, so he literally rode every route so that he could, you know, record where it stops, and then, but then he, he described how he would ask people, he's like, where are we, and he'd get five different answers depending on which language the person spoke, and um, so... I thought that was it was amusing and also it um, helped put things into perspective of, of some of the challenges that we have elsewhere. Uh, my personal favorite was Ana Lucia Gonzalez Paz. Did I get that about right? Yeah, I think so, yes. Okay. But obviously, she, she, we've had an episode with her. So. Yeah, 
Well, I yeah, we recorded a podcast with Anna, and um, so you know, I was really thrilled when she was presenting at GMOB, and people could see her maps and the whole thing, and I thought that was great. And in fact, she was the winner of the Splash Maps. She won the best speaker. She won the best speaker. She did win the best. I thought Yogesh was brilliant on the buses, and I get why you loved it. Um, Yeah, so it was a great event. Pub was lovely afterwards, lots of conversations with new people. Um, just great. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, London London continues going strong. Um, and we are actually going to have our next London event in April, right? April 17th, I think. So um, That's details right. are on the site. We already have quite a few speakers registered. Um, so, yeah, sign up. So let's move on then to Barcelona, Stephen, where... It was my pleasure to attend. Things are a bit smaller in Barcelona. It's not quite, we don't have the momentum of, of a London or Berlin, but um, still a very cool evening. A um, couple highlights. We had, uh, first of all, a big thank you to Edward Betts, who is a kind of regular in the London scene, and he made the trip to Barcelona, which which was very cool. Um I like to see that. I like people moving around from city to city, and it helps create more of a of a community feel to things. Uh, he he also spoke he, about his work on kind of linking wiki data and OpenStreetMap. So that was good. We had a couple other interesting talks that I really liked. Though we had a talk. There's a guy named um, Xavier Ruiz, who has a company called Smart Monkey, and they do routing, you know, for logistics. And this talk was fascinating because it basically they were approached by a children's hospital in Barcelona. And the hospital has started, I don't don't know if they started doing this or they just started doing it more since COVID, but, um, you know, many, many ill children, children who are sick, it's better if they're treated at home rather than in the hospital because then obviously they can be with their family, the, you know, less exposure to, um, contagious diseases in the hospital and things like that. So very often the hospital workers have to go out and visit these children on a regular schedule. Um, but the exact schedule can vary day by day, depending on, you know, which kids it is. So they have to do routing of, how, you know, how do I go visit these kids? And they were doing it pretty inefficiently. Um, and so they, the hospital called in smart monkey to, to help them devise a better algorithm for this routing which, which you know, it wasn't a big technical problem in any way, shape, or form. The bigger problem was how to get the people at the hospital to use the new tool. <laughs> and he described that. And, and you know, these are very busy people, and apparently they've been burned out, and they've tried several different tools in the past that haven't worked, and so there was a lot of skepticism. Also, not necessarily... Um, you know, the most tech-savvy audience, uh, uh, you know, so... It was interesting hearing him describe some of the challenges there of how how he did that and 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 getting that adopted. Um, we had another interesting talk was from a group called um, Geonomatics, um, who they are working on. We've had several talks in Barcelona about this recently about the challenge of making hyper precise maps for autonomous vehicles. You know where the right. the precision needs to be much higher than the map that that a human uses. You know, it really needs to be down kind of to the, you know, millimeter level so that the the vehicle, you know, ideally doesn't make any mistakes or doesn't um, hit the curb. 
Right. So uh, I don't know why, but in in Barcelona, it seems there seems there are several different groups working on this, and and so we had another talk about that. Mm, then we had a talk about um, a group. Uh, Laura was the speaker from a company called Earth Pulse. She at Earth Pulse, they are working on a project to basically bring large language models, so so kind of free text querying to Earth observation. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, it's funny because I think we've kind of we we're at a different stage, kind of in the hype cycle around the the AI stuff because. Many people also afterwards at the pub, we discussed this quite a bit about the, the skepticism. The challenge is, you know, the, the, the language model, it will give back an answer. And yeah. it will very confidently give you an answer. Yeah. The question is, is the answer correct? And, and how, do you, how can you know and how can you... Absolutely. You know, and it's a, it's a real challenge. Um, and, and, you know, everyone, as we, as we were in the pub talking about this, everyone had a story of getting an erroneous answer back from, from chat GPT or whatever, or yeah. um, going down the wrong path because it was, they, you were kind of misled by chat GPT. And, you know, in some cases in quite, quite funny stories In other cases, those stories where it's like, God, you know, I really wait, I wasted an hour on this because I went the wrong way um, because chat GPT kind of told me. But so. I mean, if you're actually talking about AI and earth observation, you're probably talking about serious things. Yes, exactly. You're not talking exactly. about writing a synopsis of a dissertation or something. You're talking about really serious things. No, and, yeah, uh, these are real-world use cases. Uh, uh, so, so let's see. The, this tool is still under development. It's not quite ready yet. So good. Um, good. Keep it under development. <laughs> Keep it under development for a decade. Um, in fact, I've got to have. I've got to get a plug in here, Ed. Um, yes. And we don't normally plug future podcasts because we're never certain when we're going to actually publish an episode. But um, I'm pretty certain that we're going to publish the week after this episode goes Should live. Go out the got, week after this one, yeah. We will have an episode going live on AI and Geo. Um, and the question being, is that a marriage made in heaven or a nightmare in the making? Um well, I mean, having not yet listened to that episode, the one point I can make, and, and this is this is where the Earth Pulse team is correct, we have so much data now, you know, be it Earth observation data or other types of geospatial, where, you know, there are so many, it's become so cheap to get the data, be it satellites and sensors and all these things. So, whereas previously the problem was, how do we get the data? Now we're drowning in data. So Absolutely. We need, we need better tools to sift through the data and help correct. us get the correct data and get the value from the data. I uh, agree. So obviously AI has a role to play there, but man, it's a challenge to. Okay. I'm not going, I'm, I'm holding back. I'm holding okay. back so that you can listen to Max and me talking about this subject in a week's time. Um, okay. Afterwards, we can recap and we can have a conversation about it. Um, I don't want yeah. to nick some of the best lines from the podcast because um, there are some great lines, particularly from Max, not so much from me. All right. Well, yeah, I don't think this is a topic that's going to go away. So no. we, we, we have plenty to discuss. All right. Yeah. So 
anyway, we great event in Barcelona. Big thanks to everyone who came along um, and to all the speakers. Um, you know, it feels like it feels like we are building momentum in Barcelona, and we have now actually set the the date of the next Barcelona event. It's going to be at the end of May, May 29th. And you so have my fr- my good friend Jorge Sanz came up for the. Yes, yes, Jorge came up from uh, Valencia, and uh, yeah, so. so- Quick applause for that, Ed, because that's not like a half-hour journey that he was doing there. No, I've actually made that trip. You got to take the train. It's about it's about four hours or so each way. Yeah. So each you have way. to spend the night. Um. Yeah, I mean that's great. Uh, so anyway, anyone who wants to combine a little holiday in Barcelona with the GeoMob event, uh, May 29th is going to be your chance. So okay. come on down. Um, all right, then the final, the final, the grand finale is, of course, last night's Berlin event, which, um, first of all, I have to say a big thank you to our hosts, Black Lane, um, who have an excellent venue, a really, really cool office, uh, you know, with a great kind of um, speaking venue, really super modern. I mean, with like, uh, uh, anyway, great venue. Um, we had five good speakers. One of them was from Black Lane, uh, who he did, he talked about. This is also a topic we've had several times at different uh, GMOB events about better estimating of ETAs. Oh right, um, yeah. So so for those that don't know, Black Lane is a, kind of a, a a premium chauffeur service, like a kind of think of it as like an Uber, but like for really nice vehicles. Um, it, it, they also target a bit more, I think, the corporate market. So if you want to make sure, you know, give your employees a ride home or things like that. Um, anyway, so they have all these vehicles driving all around in different cities in the world, and they need to calculate the ETAs. Um, uh, and uh, I know I know when we were in Tel Aviv last year, there were several companies working on that as well. So interesting. Um, then we had Miriam, who um, has also been a guest here on the podcast before. But in, today she was talking in the, her role uh, working for HOT, um, the humanitarian open Up team. Um, this was an interesting talk because it talked about you know, the traditional – traditionally people think of HOT as kind of rep- responding as an, to an earthquake or floods or whatever – um, and of course, hot continues to do that. But this was more about some of the the work mapping things that are like kind of background problems, you know. So she showed the example of in Guatemala, their how to deploy resources to help eradicate malaria. You know, so obviously there are limited resources, and so you want to make sure you deploy them as effectively as possible. And so people need maps to do that. And so they've been working in Guatemala to to. Up to that, we had interesting talk about uh, JSON, GeoJSON, validation of GeoJSON. What else we have? We had another uh, another satellite company, SatView, who I think will be speaking at a future London event as well uh, about um, thermal imagery. So basically, being able to tell uh, using satellites to assess you know heat and then drawing conclusions from that. Um, and then finally, we had another guy. This this uh, this was an interesting talk. Um, a company called Honeycomb Maps, which uh, I always like it when you have these small startups. Not not just small startups, but like this is a, a one man company, but he's doing very interesting stuff about how can we better have complex 
geospatial applications, which which but do that client side in a way that keeps it fast rather than slow. Because as soon as he, he told a very interesting story about how he was working at a startup and you know his task was to build some really cool geospatial application, which he then duly did over the course of a few months, and but then no one used it. No one actually used it. And so and then he realized why, and he's like, well, it, you know, it was kind of too slow and it wasn't you know, it just didn't have the right model because given the tools available, he couldn't build a client side application. It had to be, it had to always go back to the server and that made it too slow. And then people ended up not using it. Um, so uh, he talked about how they're kind of working on that. Anyway, great event. Then we went to the pub, great turnout at the pub, lots of people, lots of conversations, lots of connections being made. Um, Several people volunteered to speak at future events. Uh, several people, I've, I've several people lined up to come on the podcast in in the next couple of months. So yeah, I really feel like like Berlin has really hit critical mass, and for that I, I need to thank Peter Peter Rose, who is our local organizer, um, and has taken the lead on things. So uh, thank you, Peter, um, who we are also going to have on the podcast in the near future. I hope because um, there have been some changes at, at his company, basically. They used to be part of, he used to head up the, the European subsidiary of the New Zealand company and now they've kind of split and it's, it's, it's its own kind of standalone thing. So, um, and they're doing lots of cool stuff as well. And you also had Arno came from London to Arno Berlin. Arno came from London. Yeah. We, you know, so people are moving around and, yeah. uh, we had a, we had a very fun night, man. It was, it was really great. Lots of, I have to say also several uh, uh, students came, young people, um, you know, so that's exciting when like, you know, people are, people are coming, people who, there were several people who told me, I asked them, uh, everyone when they, when they, you know, at the pub or whatever, I'd ask them, oh, what brought you here tonight? And there, you know, there's several people like, oh, I, I work in the industry, but there were some people who were like, oh, I'm looking for a job. I, you know, I wanted, and so it seems that there's a good dynamic going. Right. Uh, right. Things are happening. So, yeah, thank you to all the speakers at all the events. Thank you to all the organizers. It feels like 2024 is off to a great start. Indeed. And you, if I'm not mistaken, you're speaking in Barcelona. I am speaking. So I am speaking on Monday, the 26th of February, which is the day this episode will come out. So if you are currently listening in Barcelona um, and you would like to come along to the IoT Stars event, on the evening of Monday, the 26th. Um, there I'll be talking about OpenCage, my company. Uh, this week is, of course, Stephen uh, Mobile World Congress in yep. in uh, Barcelona. So there are a lot of events, lots of parties, lots of, um, obviously, the, the Mobile World Congress itself with all the exhibits and things. So this is kind of the jewel in the crown of the Barcelona tech scene is when the, when the world's eyes kind of come to Barcelona. So, um, I am excited to, to talk with the IOT stars. It's a very fun event. The guy who organizes it is not the emphasis. I mean, of course it's serious and, and people, um, show off kind of what they're doing and things, but it, it's done in a way that's a lot of fun. Uh, in some ways similar to Geomob as well in that um, this year the venue is in a former brewery. So, <laughs> you know, people are going to be having a few drinks. And and we were specifically instructed in our talks to keep them kind of lighthearted and, and more fun. So I hope I found a way to do that. We're going to play a little interactive game with the audience. So Okay. 
So anyway, if you were in Barcelona and want to come, please do. Are you going to mention your comparative pricing with larger providers of geocoding? We, I, believe it or not, Stephen, I, I am going to mention that we are much, much, much more affordable than our dear friends at Google. So, um, but the, obviously the reason you should be working with us is not just the pricing, but because of our good looks and witty banter. Yeah. So those get for, thrown in for free. And indirectly, everybody who spends money with OpenCage for their wonderful geocoding service is helping to sponsor this podcast. That's right. That's, that's right. That being said, I would prefer you sponsor directly. But you know, if if you would like to buy some geocoding as a way to sponsor, we are here to we are here to serve your needs. <laughs> okay. All right. So, just wondering what. Oh, and then in July, is it July that we've got London Data Week coming up? Oh, yes. Yeah, we should mention that. Yes, London Data Week is coming up. It has now been announced. I, I, my apologies, Stephen. I don't have the dates here right Give in front me of me. Give me a second and my, this wonderful thing called the internet. Anyway, uh, yeah, um, listeners may recall last week was the first year of London Data Week, and um, which was a series of events all related in some way, shape, or form to data. One of those events was a Geomob, and we are going to do our best to, to continue that tradition and have a Geomob that week. I believe it's the first week of July. You are absolutely correct. It's running from the 1st to the 7th of July. There'll be a whole series of data-centric events. It's sponsored by the Turing Institute, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, that's where Jen works. Shoot. Jen Ding so, is... Jen Ding, who is also a Splash Maps Best Speaker Prize winner. Absolutely. Um, uh, and yes, so I, we need to confirm the venue, but I, I have every hope that we have a gym up that week. One of those, probably in the middle of the week, one of those nights. Yeah, looking forward to it. So um, if you go on and look for London Data Week, you'll find it. We, we, we'll get a link in the show notes as well. Yeah, okay. So, um, uh, also in the show notes, I should say, we, of course, after each Geomob event, we, I try to do a, um, a summary thread on our Mastodon account. So first of all, if you're not following us on Mastodon, you should follow us on Mastodon. But second of all, um, I will get those summary threads linked in the in the show notes, so if you want to, you know, see all the different speakers and, you know, at the events I take pictures of, of the speakers and their slides and things, so check those out. Okay. Um, can I just say that there might be one person out there that's not following Mappery, Maps in the Wild, on our Mastodon account? If you're that one person, why don't you help us to fill the gap in on the map? Yes, agree, agree. <laughs> um, okay, I think that's it. I think that's it, Stephen. Um, yeah, we we got. I'm excited, man. The year is off to a great start. Lots of good events. So let's keep the momentum going. Great. Okay. So next up is Edinburgh at the end of March. Next up is Edinburgh. Yeah. I'm going to go and check my travel plans and see if I can get to Edinburgh for the 26th. Take care. You as well, Stephen. Bye. Thanks for joining us today and listening to the Geomob podcast. Hope you enjoyed the discussion. Get in touch with us if you have any feedback or suggestions for topics we should cover. You can get the show notes over on the website, which is at thegeomob.com. 
And while you're there, you can sign up for our monthly mailing list where we keep you informed about upcoming events. You can, of course, also follow us on Twitter where our handle is Geomob. Thanks for listening and hope to see you at a Geomob event soon.